and welcome to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. We are so glad and honored that you've taken time out of your day to just sit back, relax with us, meet another amazing individual that we've had the opportunity to meet from around this beautiful world that just does the most incredible things to serve mankind. I'm Stacy Johnston, honored to be here with you, and equally as honored to sit beside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cass, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. Looking forward to this conversation today. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So you and I have talked more than once. We talk every time on this about, about what we love about this, about what excites you about this. But what continues to draw you back, Cass? I mean, you, like we said, you homeschool your children, you have this busy life, and still you take time out of your day to sit with us and do these interviews and meet these people. How come? Because I get to have conversations with people and meet people that on a an everyday basis, I might not get the opportunity to to meet or to converse with or to hear their story. Mm. So cool. We've had the opportunity to, to meet the most wonderful people, most wonderful people. So if you're ready, let's get this show on the road. Let's do it. We would love to, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we would love to bring in and introduce to you Miss Melissa Ross. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? We are excellent. Thank you for joining us. So let me ask you the same question. All the podcasts there are out there and all the things that you do in your everyday life, what drew you to this one? I think just hearing stories. I love hearing people's journey, where they're at. Um, I believe we can always learn something from everybody, and so having the opportunity to do that is just a real gift and a blessing of technology today, for sure. <laughs> right, amen. We've gotten to travel all around the world from the comfort of our living room. It's a beautiful thing. So, Melissa, how about you kick us off? <laughs> you, you kick us off, Melissa. Tell us who is Melissa, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can we connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm a holistic health and life coach. And I help moms and busy women be free and at peace with food, their bodies, and their lives. There is so much coming against women today in the terms of what you should do and what you should look like and what to eat and not to eat. And drives me crazy because we're not one size fits all. So that's really my passion is helping women find the freedom to be who they're made to be and be their authentic selves and show up and serve the world in that, in that capacity as themselves. So that's who I am, what I do. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm coming to you from Arizona. What else can I answer? <laughs> I have an open book, so ask away. Very cool. And how can we connect with you? Or how can, how can our audience connect with you? Yeah, my website is free, the number two, the letter B, coaching.com. So free to be coaching.com is my happy home, and that's where I'm at. You can find my socials and everything there. Awesome. Melissa, tell us how your program works. Who do you serve? How do they partake in your services? Yeah, um, I serve busy women who really want to find that freedom and peace. They want to know what foods work for them, what foods work best for their body type, really learn to listen to themselves, their bodies, and their lifestyle because they're all interconnected. So many times what happens in our life affects the way that we feel about our bodies and what we feel like we need to eat and cravings. And they're so interconnected that we have to look at the whole person. So that's really my approach is looking at the whole person, looking at the lifestyle, you know, what may be causing stress, causing us to default to sugar, foods that don't give us energy, 
Um, I've got a 12-week program that really focuses on finding freedom and helping women tap into their unique body types and the way that they're made because we're all different. I love that. I love that. I think there's, there's been so much pressure put on women mm-hmm. over the last, I'm going to say just in the last 10 years, to be this social icon, this thing that you see, right? And there's this body type and this presence and there, that it's so much pressure out there for everybody to feel like that if they're not that, they're not that. And that, I feel like mm-hmm. that's so unfair. So I love that space that you provide. Thank you. I just read a statistic today that says 90% of women don't like their bodies. And the average woman spends 17 years of her life on a diet. That's a lot of time and that's a lot of women who are not happy with their bodies. And I can't help but wonder if it's because of the societal norms, the societal pressure, the messaging, the the thoughts that we're given that we have to be a certain way. Very true. So, Kath, let me ask you a question into this. As you raise two young girls, how do you... How do you see that situation and coach your girls without that fear, without that body dislike? Really, I mean, my girls are young. So at the end of the day, their confidence in themselves comes from me, right? If I stand in the mirror and look at myself and constantly complain about my body and stand on the scale then it's going to give my girls the idea that they need to be self-conscious of themselves, right? And so the easiest way for me to model body positivity is just being, right? Instead of harping on myself all the time or, you know, saying, oh, I'm, I'm fat or I can't wear that or I can't do this, the best thing that I can do for my girls is to be confident in the skin that I'm in. Beautiful. Preach my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Melissa, repeat that. I said preach my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. I I love the, the connection there. You know, she's, looking at raising little girls that hopefully one day won't have to engage because they grow up with that body positivity. Um, I think that's so huge. And Melissa, let's take this a little bit different route. Let's talk about how you got to be this woman that you stand as today. So if you look at your journey and you look at those people that came alongside you on your journey and helped you get there or inspired you or taught you something that you carried forward, two things. Can you define hero for us from your perspective, and then who in your lifetime fits into that for you? Yeah, I think the definition of hero is someone who is resilient and they keep going no matter what comes their way. I think we have so much coming at us and society as women, as wives, as moms, as employees, as business owners, with all the hats that we wear, there is so much coming at us. And I think really being a hero is being able to be resilient and positive and kind regardless of what comes your way and really just try to, to be your best self for the world. I think that's a beautiful example of a hero and bringing others on the journey with you. I love that definition. You know, we've talked over and over again about how we get this preconceived notion that a hero has to be this wealthy corner office, big business, cave dwelling, super thing, and really 
they're just ordinary people that do beautiful things for us. So, Melissa, who along the way in your journey fits that description for you? Gosh, so many people. I mean, I've, I've got, you know, mentors from my church who've done that for me. I feel like my mom has done that for me. I feel like just even people who are kind, regardless of what they're going through, that's especially over the past few years, that's really been um, an example of a hero. You know, just somebody who comes along somebody and really helps them where they're at. Um, you know, I've, my daughter is, is doing sports this year, and she's at a new school, and she's doing basketball, and there was a situation where the parents noticed something in the bleachers, and one of her, her teammates came up to her and made her aware of it. And I think that's a hero, like just having the courage to, to do that for somebody. And there have been so many people on my journey who have done that. It would be impossible to name them all, but there's a few. <laughs> We've also noticed that there's lots of heroes along the way. So many people step into your life and help you out with that. Mm-hmm. Kath, where does that take you? A lot, a lot of people that we have interviewed, when we ask that question, they say, well, do I have to list just one? Mm. So I think, I think that, you know, a hero can be a collaboration. So I think that's awesome. So let me ask you a different question throughout your journey and throughout all of the people you've come in contact with and the influences that you've had, what is one life lesson that you feel like our audience should know? I think that anything is possible with kindness and compassion. I feel like there's so much judgment and criticism and that really has the opposite effect on people. But if we can meet people where they're at with kindness and compassion, that goes a lot lot further. But I think it starts with ourselves. We need to be kind and compassionate with ourselves and with how we show up and what we see and what we feel and how we encounter situations. And then from there, we're able to pour out of that onto others. So I think the message is that with kindness and compassion, anything is possible. I love that. Me too. I love that. Yeah, that's a powerful quote. That's a powerful quote. Let's ask you one more. Let's take this in a little different route. So let's back up to that with kindness and compassion. How big of a barrier do you believe it is for people because they don't offer kindness and compassion to themselves? I think it's the biggest stumbling block, to be quite honest with you. Because if we can't give that to ourselves and we can't operate and live from that place, how can we transparently and genuinely give that to other people? Very good. Kathy, you've said something similar along the way. How do you you back that up? How about personal kindness and compassion? I think that giving yourself grace is the best thing that you can do for yourself, but it's also the hardest, right? We're so easy Mm -hmm. to grant other people grace, right? But we're so hard on ourselves. And I think that we are, we have the most ability to block our own blessing because we refuse to give ourselves grace. So I think that if you're not willing to give yourself compassion, and 
you know, and some grace, it's going to be a lot more difficult, more difficult than it has to be. I agree. What would it be like if we had a, had a movement, you know, even just so we could convince the world for one day to practice self-love and self-grace? How might that change mm-hmm. the, the, the world's perception? Well, if we just one day. I think Personal it would change day. everything. It would change everything because okay. there's that verse in Scripture that says love your neighbor as yourself. But so many times we neglect the as yourself and we just love your neighbor. But we need to give that to ourselves too. We do. So when you take that verse, love your neighbor as you love yourself, what a challenge is that? Because if you don't love you, how do you understand that and truly love other people? I mean, I think you can, you can put on a game and you can pretend, but unless you understand what self-love is about, I think it's very hard to do that with grace. I think you have I to understand that for yourself. I oh, I love it. Okay, so let's turn the tables on me just a minute. And let's, <laughs> let you, let's let you step into a hero spotlight and recognize, uh, Melissa, that you are probably more people's hero in a day than you recognize. So thank you for what you do, for the space you provide, for the healing you provide, and for that moment when these wives and these moms and these women get it and go, I can do this. And they find that moment of self-grace, and they find that moment of love, and they're able to move forward. So without your door being open, there's a lot of women that might not make that transition. So thank you for what you provide for them while you're standing there with your hero kept firmly in place, if you had an opportunity to make a one-line statement to the world, what's your line of wisdom? What does your teacher say? Gosh, I'm thinking. And I'm sorry about my dog barking in the background, if you can hear it. (laughs) It's okay. It's just laugh. We love it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I think... There's always hope, and you have to find that hope because that's what anchors our soul, and that's what keeps us going forward. Without vision, the people perish. And I think so many times if you don't feel like you have that hope, that's when we start to perish. So keep clinging to hope and know that it's there. And you might, might need to, you know, look for it a time or two, but just know that, that change is possible, anything is possible, and to always have hope. Mm. That's beautiful. Kathy, again, we're going to have the same conversation. We have now almost 300 interviews under our belt. And we've asked this question almost 200 times. We have not had one person repeat another. Mm. It's the most beautiful thing to see these statements of power and of wisdom and of courage that come from all over the world and not one of them is the same. Cassie, how do you feel about there's always hope? Love that. Um, I'm still stuck on without vision, people perish, because that is powerful. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's that's deep. (laughs) (laughs) But it's very, I mean, it's it's true, and it's so important. I think that's something that people don't recognize. (laughs) Beautiful. 
I've, I've got like a whole page of little things written down. You've given like six good old bumper stickers right here. <laughs> Melissa, <laughs> you've got some great stuff to share. I have a whole page of notes. And I, I hate it that we're at this place where we're going to have to get ready to wind down. Just with respect for you, Melissa, as our guest, and with respect to our audience and our time frame, thank you so much. I would love for our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Enlighten Up and Guided by Grace. If we can serve you in some way, if you want to tell your story, if you just want to have a conversation with us or you need someone to talk to, we're interested in what you have to say, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to start my close by saying, Melissa, thank you so much for your time today, for finally being able to connect with us. I didn't know if we were ever going to get to finally do it, but we did it. So thank you very much for all of that. And um, Cassie, I'm going to turn the stage to you. How would you like to close our audience today? Uh, with a challenge, but a, but a basic one, you know, and one that I think everybody needs is to give yourself some grace, right? Best thing that you can do if you don't succeed the first time is fail forward, right? Learn a lesson. There's something to be learned in everything, and that lesson is grace, right? So give yourself some space and some, some grace and some love. Oh, beautiful. Melissa, we would be honored if you would take the stage verse and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? Well, I just want to thank both of you for the space that you're creating to have these conversations and for people to learn and glean and get different perspectives. I think so many times we can get caught up in our own world and what we know to be true or what we believe or what we think, and when we can hear other perspectives and other stories, it creates aha moments in us. So thank you giving people the opportunity to have aha moments in their everyday lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, Melissa, thank you for your time. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for yours. We'll see you soon.